It's the Craggy Rugby Podcast. It's the midweek edition prior to the Edinburgh home game. And on our call tonight, I've got uh, regular William Davis. Good evening, Alan. And Danny Deegan's back after a, a little hiatus. How's it going, guys? Okay, William, we'll go, as always, we'll go straight into our press conference highlights now. You can get the full press conference on our Patreon page at uh, patreon.com slash craggyrugby. But who are you talking to today? Uh, Dennis Buckley and uh, Andy Friend were up today, uh, obviously talking about last week, this week, and uh, Europe. I think initially after the game, was pretty frustrated in the dressing room. Um, you know, I think it was one of those games that was sort of separated by one or two moments. Um, like, obviously, the big one is, is, is Mike Haley's try, and obviously it was a great try and not taken away from it at all, but it was quite opportunist, and... Like you know, had, had, had that maybe not worked out for them, and, and something, some a bounce of the ball went our way. I think the results could have gone gone differently. Um, so for sure we were frustrated, and we knew that we'd we'd played to a pretty good level and did some stuff really well, and just weren't able to get the result on the back of that. Um, I suppose then over the weekend and and into yesterday, and when we can review the game, there was a lot of positives to to take from it. Um, and again, it's just about how we can sort of build on that and take the learnings from it. When, if that sort of game happens again, um, how we can maybe be a little bit more clinical and, uh, and 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 get on the right side of the victory. And and look, looking at where, where you know, I mean, Edinburgh still have more games to play, and they had a game cancelled at the weekend, so they're still theoretically chasing third place. But what what do you need to do to beat them? And how do you make sure that there's no hangover from Friday night in Limerick? Um, well, to answer the first part of your question, how do we beat them? I think it's, first of all, it's about matching them uh, physically. Like, I know it's sort of a, a bit of a cliche to say say around rugby games, but they, they are a pretty direct uh, physical team. So to, to match that um, will be vital. Um, it, like it, Obviously, again, it starts with the forwards. Like, they've got a they've got a good set piece and they sort of play a forward dom- uh, orientated game. So to sort of meet fire with fire there and, and get a try and get on top and in that part of the game will, will give us a pretty good foundation for getting a, a victory off the back of that. I'm going to have to start and ask, how, how are you doing yourself? Uh, you've been in the wars a bit. Uh, me a flesh wound, William. I'll be back. <laughs> yeah, listen, it's probably not ideal, mate, but um, unfortunately accidents happen. So, uh, had the surgery and every day gets easier from here. It's, it's a six month recovery, full recovery, but um, I'm two weeks in and uh, yeah, on the way, on the way back. Good stuff. Uh, you've just had the European draw. So uh, uh, what's, what's your, what's your immediate reaction to that? Uh, it's, it's Leicester away and then it's uh, Ospreys or Newcastle, but that would be at home. Yeah, uh, listen, it is what it is. It's, um, you know, we, Leicester are a good side. Um, would have we preferred a home? Yeah, probably, but we didn't. So that's fine. Um, you know, our away form this year has been very, very good. So I'm comfortable with that. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I know Steve Borthwick well. Um, I know the team that he's trying to build is an exciting young side too. So it should be a pretty good contest. Yeah, it's the only team Connacht have never actually played in a European competition that completes the set for the statisticians out there. Um, Friday, Munster, I suppose you've had to park that a little bit now. What's what's your overall on that 
tight loss in, in a really, really good game of rugby as well. Yeah, it was a good game of rugby. I, I was very impressed um, with just our intent and our ambition and desire. Um, I thought it was too... Two good rugby sides going at it, very fine margins. Um, they didn't tip our way in the end, unfortunately, but uh, we, we were pretty proud of our, our performance. What we need to now get is that the pride in the performance and then the result at the tail end of it. But as you know, as we've talked about as a squad, we're in a, in a healthy position. Um, we are, we've still got improvement left in us. So, uh, you know, as disappointed as we are with that, we know we've got more to come. Edinburgh on Saturday night, um... It's almost in some ways a season-defining game. If it's a home game, it'll nail down this this second place and it'll do the double over them. Side the Connacht have struggled against in the past. You had a really good win at Murrayfield. So, so how are you setting up for that? And what do you what do you need from Connacht to get this get this over the line with as little drama as possible? Yeah, that, listen, they're they're a good side, Edinburgh. I thought they were actually the form side last year that that uh, that improved. Um, the most out of any of the sides last season. This year, they probably haven't haven't held that form um, to date anyway. So we know they're going to be tricky. Uh, we're probably looking at it through a slightly different lens, if you like, William. We've, we've qualified for Champions Cup. We know that. Um, you know, we've, we, we're building a squad. So um, we will give players opportunity who we think have deserved the right for opportunity. We're certainly going to be picking a team that we want to win. In, in this contest, but I think it's a really good opportunity for us to provide a, a, you know, a platform for certain individuals. So, um, and that's not taking anything away nor disrespecting Edinburgh at all. We'll wait to see what that side is when we put it out there. But I see these last two games as being a really good chance in a year where we haven't had a lot of rugby for certain people to give people, um, you know, give, give them some game time and, and hopefully uh, you can see, um, or we can see, uh, a, a good performance from them that they've been waiting to to get the opportunity to deliver. Well, it's good to hear Randy is is okay. <laughs> he didn't really want to talk about his injury, did he? So we we won't no. spend too much time talking about it. But um, it's good I'm, to hear I'm, he's okay. I, I, I'm sure he'll be fine. I'm sure he'll do all his rehabs. Uh, it can't be very pleasant. No. Um, a nice uh, Monty Python reference in there as well. Tis but a flesh wound. So. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I was very impressed by the the Monty Python reference. I have to say, so we'll have to we'll have to bring a Monty Python question in the next day, William. <laughs> Fair enough. I'll work on that Pro- program. My program I can't stand, but you can uh, prompt me. <laughs> oh, well, the, the Life of Brian is one of the greatest movies of all time in my eyes. So, um, and of course, that Tis but a flesh wound is from the um, Black Knight scene. The Black Knight scene in the Holy Grail. Anyway, monster. Danny, we'll go to Danny first quickly because we didn't hear his thoughts. We had your thoughts after the game, William. We'll get we'll get your <coughs> review in a couple of seconds. What did you think, Dan? Uh, I think you guys really covered it well in the the post match. Um, like it was it was a strange one we'd lost. I was obvious disappointment with that, but there was still a good feeling about it as well. Um, it, obviously, the the lineout went superbly well. Stealing six lineouts off them was is a no mean, no mean feat, um, but I think Munster played us well in in the second half. Uh, they had fifty eight percent territory. They they managed just to keep us out of the twenty two. They kept they kept us in the right area. I think that's what's kind of won them the game uh, more than anything, and some ill discipline from uh, Connacht. 
like we 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 conceded uh, fifteen penalties to Munster's uh, nine, but in saying that, uh, four of those penalties came in the last five minutes, where I think Gonath were just trying to do. They were really going to push in the limits to just try and get that ball back to try and uh, nab a victory, and it just wasn't coming off for them. Yeah, yeah, and I suppose myself and myself and Rob were pretty upbeat about it. William was you were somewhat more disappointed with the fact that we'd we'd lost yet again by only I suppose one of the reasons I was a little bit upbeat about it was that's only the first that's actually that's the first time ever we've got two losing bonus points against Monster in the same season. The the championship turning season we managed to do the double on them, which is was the only time we've ever done that. So to go down to Monster and grab a losing bonus point wasn't too bad as things stood. Um, yeah, I thought they, you know, today, Dennis and uh, Andy sort of sort of covered that. I mean, they have to try to remain upbeat from it. The bottom line is they've got to start winning these type of games. You, you know, if you keep losing them, it doesn't matter whether you lose by a point or three points or four points. It, it must sap you a little bit. But but uh, if, if if you're competitive at the rate we're being competitive this season, like we're not a team who knows how to win games. We had our one season that we did, but other than that, we're not a team who knows how to win games. But by putting yourself in the position, as Parra Carrington would say, you know, when he was all his second place, he says, "Yes, but if I'm there, at some point it'll it'll flick over." That you know, this is something we we're not used to. This this will be Andy season, Andy friends, assuming we get a win in the last two games. But even if we don't, in the Pro 14, we will have a 50 percent winning record or better for, for Andy's three seasons. That's never happened before. I would have said that was a bare minimum that you would need as a 50% record if you want to be competitive. I don't think you're guaranteed to flick over either. Hmm. I think I think sides still feel they can find a way to beat Connacht, especially your Ulsters and your Munsters. Leinster are slightly different uh, in the way they approach games against us. It's one of the reasons I'm fuming that the Rainbow Cup has come through because we're not going to get Leinster down here. We're not good, going to get to go to Belfast. I think that would have been a great staging point for Connacht. Mm-hmm. They, they've played four Interpros. They've won one of them. Yeah. And that looks like it, that's it for, for, for the season. Um, but there was, a, there was a lot to like in the way they set up to win the match. Uh, I'm not convinced about the decision not to start Alex Wooden. I, I, I find that odd. Mm-hmm. That you know, if you have a player that's on fire, you, you can make reasons not to pick him, maybe based on defence or kicking or whatever it is. His job is to score tries. Connacht had chances in that game that needed to be taken. They had they had Munster on the run in the first twenty minutes, especially when they scored. Mm. They got back into the twenty-two a couple of times. They didn't seize the chance. That's where. I'm thinking a, a Leinster would have thought, right, we're going to get another seven points here now because these Munster were switched off. Their line out had started to fail. They weren't at it. Once they got back in, and Danny's just given us a fabulous stat there in the second half because they changed the way they wanted to play, mm-hmm. and that's that was that was clever. So it, it's one of those things. It's um, they look. They got to put a line through it. They have a huge game coming up now on on, on Saturday um, in terms of. It, there's a very there's a big there's a simple thing win the game nail down second place do the double on Edinburgh who are a side the Connacht have struggled against in the past and win another home game and then you're done you've achieved something tangible and then you've one game left before the season goes into its second phase which is is Europe and the Rainbow Cup 
Yeah, and and you know, so let's let's as you say, let's put a line through Munster. We've done enough talking about that. So we had the Challenge Cup draw today, and and it was I predicted it weeks ago we were going to get Leicester because we haven't played Leicester before, and the season that's in it, the one place I certainly wanted to go, and I'm sure plenty of Connacht fans who are rugby diehards would want to go would be Welford Road because it is it is one of the iconic stadiums of English rugby and we're not going to make it and I'm really annoyed yeah it's an interesting one uh, I think it's a very tough draw I really do yeah. uh, I think it could hardly have been harder um, it, there is a great prize at the end of this is a home quarter final against uh, Ospreys or Newcastle mm. Um, but Leicester will be a very big ask. Uh, our record in England is appalling. Mm-hmm. I was at the last game Connacht won in England, which was in Worcester, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and I was a much younger person when that <laughs> happened. Uh, we we look. We've been at a lot of the games. We've been at the Gloucesters and the Sales and the Baths and the. The whole Northamptons and the the whole Newcastle. God, I was at that Newcastle game when we only had twenty-two players instead of (laughs) twenty-three. I've been, I've, I've been there as well. Um, I think this is a great chance to see something. I think it's a good run if they get the job done on Saturday night. They've got a free play then against the Scarlets. Mm. They can rest anybody they want. They, they'd love to win a game in Parky Scarlets. That would be a good marker because they're going to have mm-hmm. to keep probably going back there. Yeah. Well, we don't know. And, and we've never won there. So let's, you know, but they then got a bit of a break. They're not in the final. Uh, Leicester will be playing away in the Premiership. Would be slightly different if there was relegation in the Premiership. They're a mid-table team at the moment. Mm. They know that they they could lose their games coming up to this slip right down to the bottom. They don't want to do that, but if they did it, they still have the uh, the safety net that they know they're not going to be relegated. And they might they might fancy a cut at the Challenge Cup. I mean, they're a side that, a highly successful side in Europe, and it's something that's eluded them in the last number of years. But Connacht's opportunity is get the strongest side on the pitch, have a good plan. They're playing well away from home. It'll we. I'm assuming... I don't think there'll be anybody at this game uh, because I think it's going yeah, to be I don't think they open up. I don't think they open up early enough. And, you know, you, you just mentioned their record and I just had a quick look at it. Their last coach to win a competition of a significance, and I don't count the Anglo-English, Anglo-Welsh Cup as a, Anglo, as a significant trophy, um, was a certain Richard Cockrell, <laughs> who, of course, is Edinburgh's coach. So there's a nice little connection there for us as well. Um, it certainly is. And he'll... he'll He'll give you chapter and verse. He still has his issues about what happened at Leicester. Uh, I, just, I think he might be cheering on Connacht in that game. <laughs> I think maybe we should ask him. We should, uh, we probably should. We probably should. Do you have anything for us on that, Dan? Well, I, I'm just looking at the, uh, the Premiership table. Um, I know I understand it's an English side. We don't necessarily do well historically. But I'm looking at, yeah, you're saying Leicester are a mid-table side, but between themselves and Northampton, who are in fifth, there's three points. So these next few games are going to be huge because you've got Newcastle, who are just above them on 29, and then London Irish are on 31 as well as Northampton. And it's all about the the top four, um, or the top six for them. 
you know. Um, so they, they, depending on how they go, but I'm also looking at, they've got a 50% winning ratio, winning record this, this season. I know it says six, but two of those games were uh, cancelled for COVID. So it was one win, one loss. Um, but like, they don't, they don't look like they're scoring that many tries. Only 24, four tries they've scored. They've conceded 28. They've only got two bonus, try bonuses, no losing bonus, losing bonus points. I, I don't know. They're, like they're they're a team in transition because Steve Wartwick has come over, kind of taken over from Jordan Murphy, and Jordan Murphy had the worst winning ratio of a Leicester coach ever. Um, they haven't had a winning ratio from a full time coach since Richard Cockrell, <laughs> um, because the Aaron Major was only ta- a caretaker at fifty eight percent, but he was only a caretaker at twelve games. Yeah, they've been they struggled under Matt O'Connor, they struggled under Jordan Murphy, but Stephen Steve Bortwick ex. Bath and Saracens bringing in, you know, a different viewpoint to, to Leicester, who would be one of the giants of the English game. Um, they could be quite dangerous and could be something that they want to win. They haven't won a European competition since 2002. That's a long time for a club like Leicester. It's going to be fascinating just to see how they, how they approach this. Uh, I, I agree. They're, they're, it's very congested in the Premiership. But you, the fact that you know you lose a couple of games that you're not going to be booted out of it probably frees up mentally how you you can look at this as a single game. Yeah. Um, and I I have to be honest, they're going to look at our record in big tight games, and they're going to think, yeah, this is Connacht. They're at home. We'll beat them. That that that's the only way they'll see it. They'll they'll say all the right things, but deep down, that, that might that, be. That's a, what their fans think, all right. That's what their fans think. <laughs> Great. Yeah. If we, they, they said they were they, like, they're, they and and their fans were aware of the fact that they'd never played us, and and we're sort of going. Well, at least we're playing them at home. I'd hate to have played them away, and we couldn't travel. I thought, well, what do you think we feel like? But um, but they have they also have some serious players still in that team. Yeah, you, you know, you talk about Dan Cole and. Ellis Gainish, that's a hell of a front row, two two props to have in your front row to be to be in there. And they've got four current Argentinian players um in uh, Montoya the Hooker. Like that front row, Montoya Cole, and that's that's a world-class front row. That's gonna cause us all sorts of trouble. I know our guys are great, but holy cow, that's gonna be something else. Yeah, it's great. That that that's what you want. That that, that that's the whole point of these competitions, is to see something a bit a bit different. Hmm. Um and you got Nemanja Nandolo, who didn't play against us. We were looking so looking forward to seeing him from Montpellier last year, and he didn't turn up. He was injured, but he's 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 with Leicester this year, so maybe we'll get to see him this year. I'm I'm sure the wingers won't want to see him, but there you go. <laughs> uh, and, is, and isn't it wonderful that the English Premiership has a top six and they have playoffs and stuff? <laughs> Sides that have come second and third, and fourth and fifth and sixth get to uh, to play for something. <laughs> rather than the way the Pro 14 has been finished, where you've got uh, a final on March the 27th between two understrength teams mm-hmm. who are really focusing on Europe. Johan van Graan was very honest during the week. He said mm-hmm. Munster will have to cut their cloth. Ireland will have played game, two games with a yeah. short turnaround. They'll mm-hmm. have played Scotland on Sunday and they will play England the following Saturday. A lot of those players won't be available. Leinster will be the same, but hey, you know, feel the width. Absolutely, and then of course we're 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 into the Rainbow Cup because they're they're advertising it. it. It appears to be going to happen, but nobody knows how 
or when, <laughs> where, or when, or why. Or, <laughs> okay, you went there with the why. I was going to do the why. But you met me to it. You met Sorry. me to it. I'm a bit wound up about this. I thought Andy Friend answered it brilliantly today. He just said, "Well, I guess it's something like I guess it's happening. We don't know." Yeah, it's the competition that starts on the 17th of April. Um, we don't know the conferences or pools. We don't know who's playing who. We've no fixtures. We sort of we know the teams. We don't know where the South African teams are going to play. Um, I just think it's. I mean, uh, Dan McFarland pretty much has said what I said that you know Ulster deserve coming second, having played and will have played sixteen games, mm-hmm. deserve a playoff. Mm-hmm. Connacht, if they finish mm-hmm. second or third, let's let's say they finish second, deserve a playoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, the, ask the fans, what, what would the fans want? Would they prefer Connacht to play out their season, two more Interpros, some really tough games, still finish second, get themselves a nice home game against the whoever finishes third in the other conference mm. and go maybe get into a semi-final. But that's yeah. all been taken away for a competition that we still know nothing about. There's a nice ad on TV. I've seen it a few times. It's very impressive. It tells the story of who's coming. But we know nothing. We've no story to tell the people listening to this because we haven't, we've been given nothing to bite down on. How do you ask Munster and Leinster to, to focus on this if they're in a Champions Cup uh, quarterfinal, semifinal? How do you ask Connacht and Ulster? Yeah, they've got, gee, they've got into the quarterfinals of the Champions Cup. Guess what? They're in the semis now. They're yeah. playing each other. Yeah, you don't know how that draw is going to go. I'm Absolutely. thinking ahead here. I'm hoping for the best, but yeah. that could happen. And then this competition is bobbing along. It's just not going to get any traction. They should have left the Pro 14 to finish out. Danny, sorry. Sorry. No, I I jumped across you there. I I thought you were finishing up. You were saying, ask the fans. I have to say, I'd I'd love to know what uh, the fans of the other regions would like, as in Wales, Scotland and Italy. Because like, looking at the table here, the the four Irish teams are the only ones with a, um, a plus points difference. You know, we we seem to be relishing in this this kind of uncertain time, and other teams seem to be seriously struggling. You know, you're looking at, at the team we're playing at the weekend. Edinburgh only have four wins uh, from twelve this season. That's not a normal thing for them. You know, um, yeah, like it, it is an up, upside down season. But I, I would love to know what other teams are kind of thinking about it. Uh, it, it it would be fascinating to know what I what I'm hearing in Wales is basically. It's not getting any, there's no interest. Nobody's talking about it. They, they're struggling a bit to talk about the Pro 14. They're focusing on a Grand Slam. Mm-hmm. Of course that's, they are. Of that, course that's, they what's, are. That's, what's, that's what's got Wales talking rugby. They've got Italy at the weekend. If they don't beat them, it'll be one of the biggest shocks ever. <laughs> and then they've got well, a... If, if they don't win at the weekend, it would be the biggest shock that ever happened in the Six Nations. Or the Five oh. Nations. Or the Four Nations. <laughs> Any of them, all the way back. If yeah. Wales don't win at the weekend, yeah. Well, you you know, n- never say never, but yes, and that's 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 the whole point about the cup that I'm saying. Maybe they feel resetting will get everybody concentrated on it. I I'm I'm not convinced, and plus I just the think fact, so. Plus the fact that it's going to run into June. Well, it, to be fair, the the pro the pro fourteen final was scheduled for the nineteenth of June. Yeah, so there's no difference there. Yeah, fair. And, it is the final though, isn't it? Like, as in, there's there's no like it, it's starting to slow down and kind of build up into the the knockouts. It it does have that little bit more traction 
rather than this brand new competition that, as well, you say, the, we don't know anything about. Well, but the only thing we do know is there's no knockouts in it. The only knockout is is the final. Um, yeah, it's the final. There's 57 games. 56 of them are going to be pool games. You'll have one final. They've they've gone the same way as they've gone in the Pro 14 this year. And again, knockout rugby. Look, we're t- why are we excited about Leicester? Because yeah. it's a knockout game. Absolutely. It's a winner takes all. No, it might be the wrong winner from Connacht's perspective, but you. You well, we have a chance. Type. We, ha- we exactly. have exactly, exactly. You've been given a chance, and this is what you want. At this time of the year, you want a game where you know you've got to go out there. There's no bonus points. There's no get out there and win the damn game, and you've got a a prize then of this quarter final at home, mm. um, and then suddenly you could be in a semi final. But I'm sorry to be so negative about it because I'm actually positive about the South African sides coming in. But to me, set the season up with them yeah. from the start so that Absolutely. everybody understands what's happening. Yeah, I agree. And don't I, yeah, and don't, yeah. and don't take away from fans the opportunity for knockout rugby, having gone through sixteen conference mm. games uh, with a lot of difficulties. And I will say, fair play to the Pro Fourteen organisers; they have overcome yeah. major yeah. problems. They had yeah. a problem last weekend. Edinburgh are now a side that have got so many games to catch up. And, um, and 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 effective. We, we might as well start talking about the Edinburgh game now. That you know, we we sort of gone through the Challenge Cup and the the Rainbow Cup, and we don't have any we don't have any fresh uh, injury updates from today that I could make out. So I'm assuming there isn't any major major injuries. I know Colum Riley came off with a bang in the knee, but by the sounds of it, it seems okay. And it must be okay because we've allowed Stephen Cairns to pop off to Bristol Bristol for um, four weeks. Um, which is great for him because he he needs some he needs some game time. Um, That's brilliant. That's it's fantastic. It's a real it opportunity is. to experience a different rugby culture. Going in, he know you know he look he 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 know a lot of the Connacht guys that are there. Absolutely, yeah. we want players to come here, uh, but it's also good for younger players who maybe aren't getting enough game time here. And I'd maybe like to see a little bit more of that. I think it'll expand his rugby knowledge, and I think he is a player who likes. He's very involved in, in trying to improve his game. Oh, he is, and you could see it. Like we were at the at the A game at the weekend, the Eagles game at the weekend, and as the game went on, he got better and better and better, and his passing went from being okay to being absolutely spanking by the end of it. He was throwing some absolute rippers out, and they were beautiful passing. Because that was the one thing I remember seeing when I saw him first. I thought, wow, this lad's got a good pass. He took his try well as well. He did, yeah. He spotted that gap, went through it like a like. Grease Lightning. So yeah, the Bristol guys are going to get a, a nice little player there. Um, let's hope he isn't too nice over there and they keep hold of him. But anyway, Edinburgh, they've got something to play for. They, they they can still finish third. They've got more to play for than we do from the point of view, like we're we're in Europe next year because we've guaranteed ourselves at least third, but they can still make third because as you say, they have two games in hand. One of them is against Benetton. They'd like to think they could win that. Um Having said that, they have a whole heck of a lot of Scottish guys playing um, Ireland at the weekend. So, you know, um, they, they could be in trouble from that point of view. But we're expecting a win here. I'm taking it, Danny. Yeah, I think so. Just the fact that they do have uh, guys at the previous squad with the, the, the Scottish internationals gone. Uh, history say we shouldn't be expecting a win. Uh, we only have a 40%, 41% winning ratio at home uh, when playing Edinburgh. Um, is it that bad? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's it's, it's it's that low. We really have not done well against Edinburgh for a long, long time. 
in saying that the last six games, it's been a 50-50. We've won three, lost three. Okay. Yeah, it's it, it's really interesting because, you know, one of Connick's best performances of the season was the away win in uh, Edinburgh. Uh, it's a very unusual situation for them. However, they might be struggling in this competition. They are actually in the round of 16 of the Champions Cup. Yes. <laughs> um, and I think they, uh, knowing Richard Cockerell, he will be telling them in his own inimitable style, we probably couldn't broadcast, to get out there and get into it for next season. He doesn't want a season where they are in the Champions Cup this year, but they finish up next season in the Challenge Cup Mm -hmm. because they couldn't get into the top three. Uh, Glasgow are are in the the Challenge Cup with with, with Connacht. It's one of the teams we couldn't play in the round of 16. That's a big prize for them. It would mean they'd have to they'd look, they'd have to beat Connacht to start with, and they'd have yeah. to keep going and they'd have to catch up. And I'm not sure where they're going to play Benetton now. That game might actually have to be played. I don't know when it'll be it, it might yeah, have where? to be played. But where is it going to be played? Yeah, where are they going to play? They could probably play it the day before the day before the final. <laughs> that 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 would be the only option. Our nemesis COVID, of course, is, is all part of this. It's all still there, yeah. But I, I don't I, I don't think Edinburgh will come here and lie down. They'll be smarting over what happened earlier on in the season. They'll have Richard Cockrell in their ear. And I think Connacht have to be very careful after last Friday that you don't get one of these games where they, they're a little bit switched off. They're still a bit down in Tholan Park and they're not quite sure what happened there. They just need to, to go out there and I think play the same brand of rugby. I think get width. We saw in the A game, width, get it out to your fast men. It's not about taking a risk, but it's about backing your skill set. Yeah. And I thought if, if, if they do that, then I think they have enough to beat Edinburgh who may feel that there is, you know, if, if they go behind and the pressure comes on and they might think, well, look, this season is done and dusted. You don't know what's in the players' heads. Uh, yeah, but there could be some um, young, there'd be young guys there then as well who want to want to show the coach and the coaching team and their teammates, look, we're, we're you guys might have not got the job done. We're going to get it done. So this is a, this is a toughie. And the, the weather forecast, I think, doesn't look, Fantastic. I've just just brought it up there because I like Dennis mentioned it today. I've never heard a player talk about the weather forecast for the weekend before. I thought, well, it must be pretty bad. Um, yeah, well, I think they might have learned the lesson, you know, from the from that Ulster game that they they did take a good bit of ribbon from that. They got it so wrong. I think they've really got on, and this is one of their major points during the week. Now. I, yeah. I, I think it's I think it's become kind of important because the brand of rugby they want to play does rather does get determined by the weather you know the the both friday night in thoman park and the a game on saturday were played in really good yes. conditions the, the the pitch at the sports ground on saturday was immaculate it was, yeah. it was quite hard we saw some balls bouncing and really mm. you know surprising people so they they have to be aware of that and they need a plan b and i suppose uh, dennis buckley's a wily old campaigner and i suspect he's thinking well it could be plan a or it might come down to the eight forwards yeah. having to go grunt ball to make sure to hold on to this. They want this prize. You yeah, know, it's, it's absolutely. They, they absolutely do. And I think if they play, they'll, they'll get it. I think they'll beat Edinburgh. 
All right. So William, William thinks they're going to win. Daniel, what do uh, what do you think? I, th- I think we will. I think I think we've got enough. I think we've done enough this season to show that we've got such a, a good attacking threat. Edinburgh have only scored twenty two tries this season. Connacht has scored forty six. So yeah. like we, we've we've found a way of, of scoring. Um, and there was just something I was trying to point back to when I was talking about Leicester that they are conceding tries and we've figured out a, how to score them. Something that uh, will work in if it's if it's going to be a bad day. Something that's going to work well is um, Edinburgh scrum. They've won thirty scrum penalties to our nineteen. Like they have an extremely strong scrum, but their lineout does. Uh, they they have a they have a decent lineout uh, on their own ball. They've eighty seven percent success rate, but they've only stolen six where we've sold twenty. So I definitely think that's something that we can be looking at again. Yeah, well, uh, one of the questions Dave asked, and you won't have heard it in this pod, but if you want to go and hear, catch it, the, the full uh, press conference is available on patreon.com slash craggy rugby or Dave asked Dennis specifically about the penalties and the scrum penalties and, and Dennis gives a pretty good answer and um, it's probably worth checking out I know you might have to pay a couple of bob for it but you know these podcasts take a little bit of time take a lot of time and take a little bit of money so if, if you if you can help us out we'd really appreciate it we'll have our little mini pod at the, the end of the week where William will grab hold of one of the coaches after the, the team has been picked and you'll get information as to why they've, they've picked who they've picked on it. But it sounds of what Andy was saying today. Might be a few changes this week with some some younger lads getting chances this to the, this week, William. Yeah. Uh, I was I was actually going to ask you, who would you have partnering Gavin Thornbury in the second row? Because Ulton Delan has gone back to Ireland. Bundy Aki, of course, gone back to Ireland. Dave Heffernan. So I'm assuming that Shane Delahunt will come in yeah, uh, to start. Yeah, I'd, uh, I, I'd I'd love to see after the way Kean Prendergast played again, fantastic game for the A's. He was he was excellent. And of course, Niall Murray has never let us down. So, and of course, there's there's Oshin Dowling there as well. So there's quite a bit of choice there, William, for the second row. Um, it'll be fascinating. Yeah, it is, and this is the whole point of these A games and the fact that there is real depth and these guys all want to play. So you know that that's a big help. Uh, I'm, and I'm and it was it was an impressive performance by the A team. And again, if you want to hear what Lindley McKenzie had to her thoughts on that game and, and Dave Finn, um, we have that up on our Patreon site as well, where um, you know, we got the thoughts the halftime, the before halftime and after match thoughts on on what was a really good display, especially when we you know, we went two scores down with fifteen or twenty minutes to go to show the the guts and determination and the definite skill level. Check out it's on YouTube. Go and check that last try out. It's just brilliant. Phenomenal. That's Absolutely phenomenal. There's so much going on in that. And it's you know, so so that's why I'm feeling good about if they can if we if you can play that sort of rugby, I think that that's how you beat Edinburgh are very dogged side, but Danny said they only won four games this season. That yeah. that's a really poor return for them. It is, and yeah. I think I actually think that Europe is where they 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 would be desperate to get out of this round of sixteen. Rassing away, that's a big chance for them to go and probably get thrashed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So let's let's draw this podcast to an end as our Zoom call almost finishes and. When we run out of time because we don't quite have enough money to pay for the full on Zoom. We've got our 40 minute limit on this. So um, we'll, we'll see again. Any help, any and all help. And if you want to tell people about us, that's, that's just as good as well. Let people know that we exist. Bye, folks. Loose, cut it.
Until 